up to another good, good morning, time to go The three by five love podcast that was very singy on this podcast we talk about mindset mindfulness productivity everything self-development it's good to have you with me jessica thanks good to be back it has been a minute sure has. <laughs> since we saw each other or since we recorded we've the podcast? Seen, since we sat down and you know, know just jammed for a minute or two jammed out we have been in in passing life right now we're in that like high five moment but we're slowing down yeah no we're slowing down a, a busy ton May and June. busy june yes but we're kicking back and relaxing for july and august yes we are and uh this week we're gonna i don't know we're, i think we're gonna dance around to a few different subjects jesse right now has been teaching about i'm currently doing a grad class and i've been talking a lot about longevity well it's the course itself is called wellness um And so it embodies all kind of pillars and aspects of wellness. But something that I keep going back to when I'm talking to my students is about wellness being a lifestyle choice and Mm -hmm. how are you going to put practices into place that don't just serve you in a moment, but serve you for the long haul. Um, Longevity using the blue zones as kind of a a pillar or I guess a a post um, in that conversation and looking at people around the world who are centenarians, the most concentrated area of of centenarians. So these are people who are living until they're over a hundred, hundred and older. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thing that's so beautiful about them is they are doing it in a very healthy way, sustainable um, way, sustainable way. And they're like thriving at 100. They're not just living to 100. So, I mean, Jesse and I have talked about blue zones a ton of times, like with each other on this podcast and other capacities. Uh, but a college buddy, not a college buddy, a college acquaintance passed away. And, it, you know, we're 41 and it kind of like hit me between the eyes. And we started talking to Jesse about it and he passed away of a heart attack about lifestyle about our choices, you know, about obviously things can be hereditary and there can be some other complications, but just wellness in general for the long haul is what spurred the conversation. And And just wanting to feel good for as long as we possibly can. I mean, at the end of the day, I think mm -hmm. both of us prioritize our our health for that reason. Um, Wanting to be able to be active and be around our our kids and um, be active with them. And so our choices aren't for just like a quick fix. Like we don't, I mean, I feel like I don't do it to you know, necessarily look a specific way is that a, a, or, or, um, get into like a bikini or like whatever that is like, those usually aren't my reasons. I have, um, these lifestyle choices that I make very consistently because it makes me feel good and it gives me energy. And that energy allows me to be the person who I want to be for you and the kids and my students and basically anybody who I come into contact with. So it's like a, a greater why of all of these things that we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. And to, to go on the opposite end of the spectrum here, there's a guy I communicate with uh, regularly. His name is Howard Aaron. I think he has national, maybe even world records for age group with uh, bench press. Uh, and he's 71, I believe. And he just got a re- diagnosed about, I don't know, four or five months ago with a very rare form of cancer. Um, and we call him Ocho because he's going to be the eighth guy that beat this type of cancer at Penn Medicine in Philadelphia. Uh, but it's amazing to see him still doing the work. The guy is so disciplined and he's going into for his 
fifth, uh, yeah, so it was his fifth round of chemo. And he did all the meal prep for his time in the hospital, in the hotel, as he calls it, um, so that he could eat nutritiously, know what he's putting in his body and not just be some random hotel food, but he's still, he's not hitting like the, the button for the season. He's hit like the life button where it's just like, this is going to be a lifestyle my entire life, which is going to put me in the best position that when I get some rare form of cancer that not many people beat, I'm going to beat it. Mm -hmm. And it, it gives you like a reason to to do the things that you do. I, I love that he's still tapping into those fundamentals and it is really easy when you're in an ailing situation or you're trying to like you're, you're combating so much and in moments of stress or high anxiety, we tend to let some of those foundational pillars go. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful that in that the most stressful situation that you could possibly think of happening, your health completely deteriorating because of something like cancer, being able to like still do those fundamentals because you know, you're healing your body and that's yeah. really awesome. Exactly. So talking about energy, uh, we're going to parlay that into this concept uh, that I, I heard the other day. So when we talk about time management and we see guys like, okay, how does Elon Musk fit in all that he can fit in in a day or names, whoever you, you look to up to from a successful entrepreneur standpoint, or, you know, it doesn't even matter if like it could be a local businessman that just really crushes it uh, or woman. And it's like, I heard this really, uh, this article, sorry, Success Magazine um, interviewed back in the day, Dr. Oz. And they're like, how do you perform 250 heart surgeries a day? You know, manage your four kids, have your show. And he's like, it's not about time management. It's all about energy management. He's like, I only do activities that give me energy. He's like heart surgeries, like the, the, the complication and, and the tactical nature of it, it lights me up. You know, uh, my show feeds me energy. He's like anything on my plate that I feel like is draining me, I almost rank them. And then I, I outsource that or, or I just stop doing it altogether or I find somebody that can do it for me. And so as we go through our life or go through our day, really looking at the things that drain us and the things that give us energy. I know for me personally, like I know some, some of my buddies that are in the business world that love numbers and love like doing spreadsheets and things like that. That just kills me. So, you know what? I, I hired bookkeepers. I, I hire people to do that type of work because I know that if I do that activity that drains me, and then if I go in from that activity into an activity that lights me up, I'm going to be that much tired for the activity that actually gives me energy. Right. So it's like this really interesting way to start to look at your day and look at the different aspects of your day and stop doing things that do drain you. And then it's going to feel like you have more time in the day due to having more energy in the day. And I think something important to remember is, you know, we talk a lot about time management. I mean, our entire product is to look at mm -hmm. how to be more productive in a way that you are doing less tasks, but more meaningful tasks. And then you feel like fulfilled at the end of your day. But we put so much energy into our time management and our to-do list in order to feel like that sense of accomplishment and success. But I think this piece, and when you talked about this with me, it, we have to do the same thing for our energy. If we don't map out or manage where our energy is going within our day, then it gets sucked or hijacked from things that we don't want it to go to. Yeah. So planning out those activities or moments where you know it's life-giving and not life-sucking is really just as important as managing your day from a to-do list standpoint, I think. Yeah, and also like... 
knowing when you're, you have your just natural peaks and flows of energy. You know, some people, when they wake up in the morning, their brain is firing and they're like, I'm going to get into deep creative work right when I wake up, you know, or, you know, they, they love to get the, their workout in first thing because they know their energy is going to be so bad at the end of the day that they just won't get their workout in. So they get that in first thing in the morning. So it's really knowing the ebbs and flows of your energy and then putting in the pieces in place that make sense to optimize the energy in that given, you know, couple hours of the day. Mm-hmm. So you just made me think of a, another topic when you talked about the different times of the day that were productive that I would love to, to, um, riff on with you, you. You're just doing a little tease right now. Well, no, yeah. That change your schedule, change your life, the whole Ayurvedic day and like where to use your productivity mm-hmm. and where your energy is the greatest. We, I think we can help you map out some time periods where it might really work, work for our listeners. All right. There we go. Little teaser. <laughs> little teaser. <laughs> so I don't, I think the, the takeaway today is being, starting to be aware, go into the next week or two weeks of just almost being like ranking like one to three of things that, you know, aren't giving me energy. It's a one. They are giving me energy of a three and then see if it's possible. Obviously not all things are possible to start cutting. So then your day is just naturally more filled with life giving activities. And just so you don't think we were completely off topic with the first concept or the second concept, this also bridges really beautifully into the longevity conversation. Well, 100% because, it does. I mean, if anything, the lesson of losing somebody at such a young age lets you see how impermanent we are on this planet and how quickly life is moving and um, why are we filling our days with activities and things and work that's not giving us that energy and and being very sacred with, with trying to fill our time here with stuff that is meaningful and life-giving. Yep. There we go. All right, guys. Until next week. We hope you have a great one. A great fourth. A great fourth. Knee high, fourth of July. <laughs> we are all alone.